welcome to Church and Other Drugs. My name is Jed. How are you guys doing? I'm doing much better. Thank you for asking. So I wanted to uh, do a little house cleaning stuff before we get started with the interview. Um, thank you for all of you for reaching out to make sure I didn't kill myself and, you know, prayed for me and that I recovered from the flu. I did. I gave it to my wife. <laughs> uh, she's not happy. Um... Yeah, so I got a couple emails that I wanted to read. Uh, get these out of the way. First one is from Rich. Hey guys, I just wanted to thank you for the Flu vs. Jed episode. It was awesome, inspiring, and the counsel given between the two of you actually fed my soul. Shocking. I also want to know that I'm praying for you, Jed, and the podcast. I think it's an amazing tool that will be used greatly for God's glory. It's already spoken to me on a number of occasions, and I know I can't be alone in my experience. I'm not a recovering addict, but my youngest brother, who is currently serving a prison term, is an addict. Not sure if being in prison means recovering or if it means he's just in jail, but uh, yeah, definitely does. I honestly can't wait to give him your podcast when he gets out. There aren't any ex-addicts that are now Christians that he knows of, and your show is pretty much designed for him. I started listening to you after Jed's Nephilim episode on Not Your Pastor's Podcast, which is an amazing episode, by the way. Go listen to that one. And you have since unlocked an interest in me that I didn't know existed, recovery and addiction. If you could pray for my brother's continued sobriety outside of the walls of prison, it would be greatly appreciated. His name is Matthew. Anyway, just wanted to let Jed know that there's someone all the way up in New Hampshire listening to the podcast and praying for you all. Please keep it going. I look forward to every episode that's released. Uh, Thank you. Very much. Oh, also, he said you have hands down the best intro music to a podcast. Really captures the feel of the whole show, and I'll re-shout out, that is my friend's band, Carnival, C-A-R-V-A-N-A-L, Andrew Pike. We had him, I think, on, like, episode three, Um, but that is his band. They are awesome. Go support them, please. We also have a new Patreon I wanted to give a shout-out to, Ben Crawford. Thank you so much, dude. You're... Support means the world to us, um, and all y'all's emails and everything, all that means a ton to us. It's really easy to forget that this isn't one-sided. We're super glad we're helping people out. Um, John sends his love. He'll be back next week. Um, I think he's off dealing with Kanye's Twitter uh, account. They've hired him on as a manager. He does that sort of thing, digital marketing and handling of... um, Nah, I got nothing on that. Kanye's crazy, y'all. Like, for real crazy. You saw that TMZ interview? Go watch it. It's 30 minutes, but like... So, I did hear... This is a quick Kanye conspiracy, and then we'll get back to it. I did hear some people think that he became addicted to opiates after a car wreck, and that maybe he's just a drug addict. In which case, hashtag Kanye, come on, church and other drugs. And, you know, we'll we'll set the story straight, bro. I got you, dude. We will, you know... You'll you'll wake up from your drug-induced stupor and realize you're married to the Kardashians, and, like, I get it, man. Step one, your life is unmanageable. But you did write Runaway, so I guess you're cool. Anyway, enjoy the interview.
This might be gold, Jerry. So, I'm, so Brad just shaved his head. He doesn't normally look like uh, uh, Hitler. <laughs> Hitler had a full head of hair. I, I, I digress. <laughs> it's not Hitler. Thanks for the hey. Thanks for the historical facts. There, yeah. that was good. Jed, Jed keeps it. Yeah, he keeps it real. So here, here's the deer. Here's the deer, people. Here is the deer. So, Are we recording? Yes. Are we live yet? All right, I'm letting you know. This is a this is SmackDown. Brad Kenzie heard your episode and was talking mad shit. He was like, "Who is this guy? He doesn't know what he's talking about." Give me two seconds alone in on a digital room with him, and I will destroy him. Yes. I, my exact that. words weren't like necessarily far off. No, my exact words were, "Yo, this episode's super good." Uh, also, I really want to chat with Brad sometime because, like, some of what he says, I'm like, "Yeah, man," and other times, I'm like, "Where did you get that from?" And right. I, it's just like, which is fine. I think that I, I definitely say things that I have for sure just straight up seen Jed be like, "No, that's not true." But then he like can't argue with me on it because you know I'm smarter than he is. So like, uh, no, yeah. no, it's funny. Both of y'all thought not both of y'all, but then Brad was like, "Wait, am I gonna have to like defend myself? Is this does this guy want to roast me?" And I was like, "No, not at all. No, not at all. I'm not even entirely clear what we're gonna well, talk about." But neither am be I. Good. But like. That's why I was just like, I just want to like, well, hey, like I just love talking to y'all and that's always good. And I've loved, you know, uh, finally having John gone. Just kidding. Thanks, you, John. Uh, <laughs> John is, John started his new job. So he's, well, and he had to, he was actually doing good. He had to 12 step one of his friends mm. having some trouble. Can I, I can, uh, I can honestly tell you. Whenever you guys say, like, he has to 12-step somebody or, like, I understand all the basics of what it is, but, like, I I could not tell you what any of the oh, steps yeah. are. Oh, yeah. That's I true. I tell you how long it takes. I have That's a no... good point. We, we don't do a good job of that. No, but that's not your fault. That's me of, like, the very first time, again, like, first time I ever talked to you guys, I was just like, I don't know what any of this is, but for whatever reason, it connected with me. That's true. 12-stepping is... uh where you carry the message to the sick and suffering alcoholic. So a 12-step call would be like if somebody calls me and is like, hey, I'm super fucked up, I'm going to kill myself. Or like, hey, I want to get sober, I don't know how. And that's where you basically go to... It's, it's an it. intervention, sort of. I feel like because... Brad, I'm a pastor, in case you're... Doesn't he look ever. like a pastor? Not at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm 23. Um, <laughs> admirable. Thank you. I, currently, I'm I'm a youth pastor, and it's great. I love it, and my students are the best. Um, but yeah, I I think like for me, like if someone would ever be like, "Yo, I have this problem," or like I have this problem, or I have this issue, I want to get sober, I'd just be like, "Listen, I'll come pick you up. Call this number. This is my buddy from Louisiana." And I'll have you talk to him, and I will drive you wherever I need to drive you because I don't know what to do. Yeah, that's a good plan. That, that is a good point, though, because that you're a pastor. I, I definitely had an experience because before I had um, any kind of experience with AA, I reached out to 
some Christians that I knew, and I wasn't yeah. a Christian. Or I wasn't saved, but I was trying to, right, yeah. you know, do something or trying to be around God. And mm-hmm. so the first thing they did was they took me to the pastor, and I was detoxing. I was detoxing oh. from heroin, you know. Oh. And um, so they took me to the pastor, Is and this we when sat. You threw up at McDonald's. Yeah, we, <laughs> we sat. Yeah, we. Well, he was like, "Well, are you on meth?" And I was like. No, he's like, is the, you got a bad pornography addiction and with the meth? And I was like, no, <laughs> none of that. He was like, well, if you had a meth and pornography addiction, I know the guy to call. But he was like, I basically have no idea what to do with you. But I do know you can't do this on your own. The guy I just talked to, he said he'd stake his salvation on it. You're screwed. But I don't know what that <laughs> what he said first you know, of and, all this dude's going around betting his salvation i like that as a as a as a form of payment to bet like i bet you my salvation that samuel l jackson was not in the lion king ring man. no he, didn't say he, bet. I mean, he said he would stake his salvation on it that's okay. is that, that's still i, I, a, I prefer I totally our bet totally different yeah. I, I, I think I think from now on, whenever I make bets, I'm going to use my salvation as the. Yes. No, because that way, when you if you stake your salvation, you can't get in trouble for gambling. So right. if oh, you use, if you say stake, and you're just like, you're either you're either you know you you win and I'm wrong and I get to keep my salvation, or or you're wrong and uh, it's you know it's just gone, it just disappears. It's not that I, I got any reward or anything it's not like it goes anywhere it's just staking do you remember that again i don't much about gambling because uh i whenever i played poker with my friends i'd ruin everything by just going all in at the very first hand because i don't like playing poker Uh, did you win no of course not (laughs) i had like i was like all right i'm I'm hitting on a i'm hitting on a two and an eight (laughs) all in Um, yeah well and like because i think and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like especially like people like people in the church like me or even probably some of the people y'all have interacted with, it can be very much so you tell me that you have this problem and our reaction is to panic. And like why? Because you well, so what do what do you do when people come to you? Well, okay, so well let's reframe this whole thing when i i remember my youth pastors i would come to them frequently with problems so like do you go into like solve mode well just as a human being that's who i am yes but like i think well it also depends like sometimes it's like you know it just people in my past who've come to me especially like you know for as you've said like guy students when they come to you it's almost always like uh, I have a porn, you know, I struggle with porn and stuff like that, which what I believe is 100% valid and legit, but I have yet to be in a run in where like a kid comes up to me and he's like, yo, honestly, just in order to like stay awake, I like in order to like get through school, I'm just like doing a bunch of Adderall or Coke or whatever it is just to like keep me going. Cause I, I don't kn- I think what my reaction would be now, you know, two years ago or even this time last year, had you asked me, I wouldn't know what to do either. But like now my reaction would be like, okay, like I know the person to call who at least like, I know I could call you and I could be like, I need you to tell me like what is going to be my best 
way forward with this. Like, yeah. what can I do to help this person be successful? Like, you know, okay, what are things I need to say to them? Where's the first place I need to take them? Stuff like that. But I just like, I guess I would want to know, like, what is stuff you would want to say to clergy that doesn't know what's going on? Like people like me, like what's something that you're like, man, I wish the church did better at this when it came to addiction and all that. Brad. Oh, well, I was thinking that, um, well, what my church and I are doing is we are starting a faith-based sober living house. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of connected with the church. And yeah, so, I mean, and that's the weird thing about AA is a lot of people get weird when they come in, like when, when they, when people, a lot of people in the recovery community get, they bristle when, when religion is mentioned, you know, especially Christianity because Which people is, have had like bad experiences, even though totally. they, like, especially in, in where we're at in Louisiana, everyone was raised in Catholic school and they all hate God like, right. or, or the Catholic. Well, which God. is like, do you think that people recognize that like it, it wasn't it Ignatius that like basically kind of like started at least what the foundations of AA was like it comes from Ignatian practice oh I don't or, know do I thought know it, well it was so it it was, Eric, at least Oxford, that's what I it was the Oxford group which was I think more um fundamentalist right what they chose that? six of the 21 tenants of the Oxford groups to create the first, the initial first, like six steps. Which oh, were from uh, so like a uh, uh, Wesley. Yeah, so, and I, I know so a lot about the steps idea. are that, <laughs> that you have to. Um, oh, yeah. you have to deflate your ego because most addicts and alcoholics are just basic. They're just so full of pride that. They right, they right. they have no pot. They they can't. I couldn't communicate with God because I was too big. I was I was sitting right. in the judgment seat, the seat of right. righteousness. So I was judging everyone else. I was my own God, and right. so, you know, and and I would fill myself up with all kind of bad stuff, and there was no room to find God. So what has to happen for somebody is you basically like when it's like the first three steps is what you you admit that you're powerless over alcohol. And that your life's unmanageable. And then yeah. two, you came to believe that a power greater than yourself, God, could restore you to sanity. And three, uh, made a decision to turn your will and your life over to the care of God as you understand him. That's basically like, um, I mean, a an augmented path to salvation. If you, I mean, when you take yeah. someone and, and you ask them to be saved, that's what you're asking them. But it, yeah, it yeah. doesn't. I feel like when pastors ask someone to receive Christ, they don't back it up with with the action. And and what happens is the promise is like you're going to get saved and then you're just cured. But what happens is like you, you know you're not cured. I mean it's yeah. it, it's like you usually get worse. Saved, you have to be <laughs> at complete bottom, and you have right. to have. And so an addict needs a lot of structure. So for someone who is, if they're going to go the faith-based route, and I mean, I would point them to, so I would give pastors the advice to get involved, go to some AA meetings and meet people. Yeah. 
you know, and, and tell them because and tell them, hey, you know, I'm a youth pastor at such and such a church. And this I, I you know, I, I want to be aware. And I want to have because this is the thing that I've, I'm, I got a lot of things to say on this. Yeah, go to, go. go to AA and, and, and get involved because where I feel that, and I don't want to say it like this, but the church failed, quote unquote, was mm-hmm. they weren't prepared for these, for the for the bonds because everyone in church is saved, and so they're living under the grace of God. And and when you and some people that have been that are in church, they've never not been saved, or they can't remember what it's like to be a slave to sin in the way that yeah. there's no grace and you're just completely a slave to your next desire, mm-hmm. next whim, just completely enslaved to your own You can <clears throat> sum it up as crack cocaine really blindsided uh, evangelicals. Okay. Right. They were not <laughs> yeah. ready for... Uh, no. <laughs> they, well, the, an addict needs structure. After salvation, they need they need to first admit that they're powerless and that they well, are unmanageable. Well, then they, well, they, they, they ask God to come into their heart, and then after that... They need structure because they have no what 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 muddies the water are the cases of the Pauli and can white white uh, road to Damascus conversions where there have been like hardcore drug addicts and they just flip the switch and for whatever reason and then like they're just good. So that seriously muddies the water. And then especially I think almost I don't know, like the, you know a lot of belief in like the age of miracles and, and Christ yeah. the physician and the healer and like really confused <laughs> about like how, how things like, it's just a misunderstanding. We're no, still, fi- well, we're still figuring out what addiction is, you know, there's still, well, I think one of the, right. Well, I think one of the reasons why like Jesus's miracles are like super popular, especially like nowadays with like, kind of like our generation is because we're the generation of like, uh, like I want instant, like, you know, I want that instant, like good. I I want, you know, I I want to feel good right away. And like, so then you look at like Jesus, like his miracles happen right away. But then that also takes us to like, kind of that whole like healing thing of like pastors or Christian healers or whatever it is if an addict comes to them and I pray over you and you're not healed right away, well then obviously God isn't doing something. Like I, I don't think we recognize that healing takes time, you know, like, right. Or they'll put the blame on the quote unquote sinner that you right, don't, have, like enough you don't faith. have enough. Faith. Yeah. Which, totally. Which... I, I think, yeah. And like, that's, I, that sucks and it's wrong and it's not good theology. Um, but like, I also think of like, well, I, I was even with what you were saying of like kind of like having to accept God and have structure as I was thinking of what you said on that last episode, uh, Jed, when you were talking about how you kind of like you you lived and died by like your daily decisions, basically, like mm-hmm. it was your choice. And that's kind of when like the, the hard thing about Christianity is like you don't choose that anymore. You know, I, I think that that is like one of the harder things, at least from that's what I went to when you said that. Wait. Uh, dig deeper when you don't choose like i i feel like when you choose christianity you recognize that you are no longer necessarily in control of your next high or low whereas like oh yeah you know like you're you're you have to give up that that control and that's a hard thing you have to give up the fact that you can kill yourself at any time and knowing that you know that's a big part of the program is you have to be able it says that you have this the fight 
in war, as in war, the victor only, only seemed seem to win. win. So the only way to win the battle against addiction is to actually give up. And yep. when you give up, when you so so if you if you I mean if you encounter an addict, <clears throat> I mean if they're really an addict, they're gonna need help. I mean. Yeah. 99.999 they need they need to get into a detox center if you have a detox center, that's why you know as a pastor you, if you want to be more knowledgeable research detox centers in your area right. called Ed but um there's like a very a lot of times a very small opportunity to get get help to help to somebody and if they're if they're really at the end of their rope that's when they can be saved you know yeah. that's that's when they can act when they're actually empty you know, and they won't stay empty for long if they're right. addicts, you know, and right. so right. fill it with something. Right. You're not it's it's catching them kind of in that that split There's second. A very it's... small window. Also, one thing I feel like that um, churches don't do a good job of, or at least some, um, is that they don't create an environment where it's OK to talk about the yeah. sin, the sins that you're you're struggling with. I mean, yeah. like. And that's sad. Well, it's, that well, it does, but it's so this. I don't know what the solution to this is because, like, I, you know, I, I, I would say it is there is an environment where I can talk about it at my church, like in the small groups. But it's just like right. they don't know what to like. What do you say to that? And it's right. just really weird. And everyone, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I expect out of people, like as far as like divulging deeper right. levels of sin or whatever, but it's, I don't know, man. I don't, well, I don't, and like, I don't, that it's, I, I mean, I kind of, that made me laugh. I forget if it was the bonus episode or the episode with you guys. And you're talking about like when people are like, Oh, like we're going to go get drinks and your reaction is like, well, I was a heroin addict. So no, <laughs> like, right. Right. Uh, and it's just super you know, awkward. And it's like kind of weird because I think you and I are very similar is like, I, I will be an open book. Like I, if you want, if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer you like that's, and I'm not going to feel weird about it, you know? And so it's like, but I think to jump at least away from that a little bit, but like, I, I would say like, it is easy for me to go into a church and it's easy for me. Uh, I did a sermon on this a few weeks ago to our whole congregation and I was talking about how, I said, it's super easy for me to walk up here and in front of you tell you I have sinned, I have sinned, I have sinned. I can tell you I've sinned all day till I'm blue in the face. What's hard and what's difficult and what makes people squirmish is when I tell you each sin that I have done. That's the, you know, it's, right. I, I think that the, right. the thing is the church is a safe place to tell people you're a sinner. The church is not a safe place to tell people your sins. Because that makes people uncomfortable and that makes it hard and that makes it real. Because again, we can all sit here and as the three of us and we can say, I've sinned, I've sinned, I've sinned. It gets weird when we have to be like, let me tell you what I did today to this person when I thought of them in this way or the thing I wanted to say to that person or how I thought of, you know, like that's when you're like, oh, oh, oh wow, <laughs> you know, yeah. and like, well, and so, that's, so. Let me get your opinion on this too. So this is the other thing that I just I, I, I've struggled with or, or whatever, and it's it. I don't. Okay, so as a Christian, I'm told Jesus is God, the the way, the truth, and life, the only way. And throughout my life, and especially in recovery, I encounter so many 
spiritual, godly people that do not believe in Jesus as God, but I cannot deny God working in their life, right? Mm-hmm. So what ground do you have to stand on to then be like, yeah, but like, that's all bullshit. <laughs> But why would you I, say it's all bullshit? Because that's no, what like, I, I, that's, is that, that not wrong? Like I feel like that's what I've been led to. Dude, we've been you, taught. No, I, I hear you. Do you know who? Uh, there's a movie just came out about it on Netflix. You should watch. It's called Come Sunday. Uh, it's about this preacher Carlton Pearson. You ever heard of him? Mm-mm. He's out of Tulsa, and basically one day he was sitting watching TV. And he was looking at the TV, and it was a, like a commercial for these orphans in Africa. And he grew up super evangelical, Pentecostal. He was like under Oral Roberts, who Oral Roberts University yeah. is named after. Um, he was like basically his second son. Um, like it, it called him his son all the time. Uh, and he walked on stage basically a week later, did not tell his 5,000-person congregation or anyone on staff. And he was like, I believe when I see those people suffering in Africa – their skeletons so thin and their bellies like full of just like, you know, awful, like, you know, disease and stuff like that. And you, you see them struggling. He's like, I see. And, and they've never heard God's name. Like you're telling me that they're going to go to hell. Like they're already in hell right now. Like you think that God is going to suffer. Like, so he basically came, became a, he, he, became a universalist, but a, I would say a Christian universalist and understanding that Jesus died for the sins of all. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, what do you think? Well, I, I am fully away with the idea of eternal conscious torment hell. Oh, That's yeah. Completely no, off the table. Um, I, I am an, an annihilationist. I would uh, say as, but, as far as who – the denomination I currently work in, I can tell you what I can say. Um, but like, it's, it's That's more so crazy too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's not, uh, here's the thing. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with how they put it. I, I just have to be careful. Cause there are certain things that like, I don't want it to come off as wrong. Like I doubt oh, okay. that anyone okay. ever like Google this, but in case the right person does and sends it to the other right person, then it's like, Oh <laughs> yeah. You know what? Uh, you you right. know, it's, it, it's more of like, I would say I believe uh, I believe in a, a loving God and a loving Jesus and a, and a God who, as I have seen, does not work through Christians always. Um, there, the whole sure. first, you know, the whole first part of the book. Uh, no one's a Christian; it didn't exist. Um, like, oh, you know, like there valid are valid points. Like, there are people uh, that were Egyptians that would have had to have helped Moses and all of these Israelites escape, like the original Israelites escape, like the the slaves of the time escape. Like there, there had to have been people on the other side helping uh, with Jericho and Rahab. Like Rahab was not one of them. She had to help them. God obviously works through her. Like there wasn't, are. Wasn't she a prostitute? Uh, it depends depends on how you read it most people would say yes she was but like does that weren't you a heroin addict that's uh not a prostitute can <laughs> uh yeah, i yeah. i had sex for drugs not money <laughs> okay or for free or for free yeah <laughs> on the uh, house, on the house. <laughs> it was actually it was under the house but what was it? It? yeah <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> under the house but um, like yeah like you know, like, so, like, I would say, like, 
you can't just be like, yo, you're like, cause also like, is, would you rather, would you rather go to somebody who you're like, I definitely see God working through you in some way. What you not necessarily say that to them, but like recognizing, man, I see God working through you. I don't know like where your faith is. I, I don't think you have a faith, whatever it is. Would you rather be like, I want to learn from you, connect with you, build relationship with you, or be like, I need to tell you that you're wrong with that. Like that you right now, I need, I need you to understand that I think you're wrong without Jesus. Or would you just be like, I'm going to show you that you are so loved. And like, well, and that's, that's what I'm getting at. But as I was raised, the, the answer would have been like, the the answer would have, it would have been a sad, like, so it would have been like, did Gandhi go to hell? It would have been a, a sad, like, unfortunately, yes. Why? Why though? See, because of the yeah, exactly. Well, the the answer would have you know the answer is if you know because he didn't have his faith in Jesus. It says that like that Jesus Christ has many different names. He's the living water. You know what I mean? He's all kind of different things. I I I think that that's getting into pantheism though. I get that's getting into inclusivism. I have a very. I hate you, Kenzie. I hate you so much. <laughs> I don't even. The, the good thing I know, though, the good thing about. See, what I would encourage people to do, and what I did, people who are not Christians, but who you you know you think you'd like to see them, you know, become Christians. It's just encourage them to give it a check. Check it out on their own because my faith is developed in a way where I I read the the, the New Testament. By myself with no, yeah, um, no guidance. I just read it by myself, he and I had to it on had, tape, read by Morgan Freeman. Don't let him. Don't let him. But this is the thing, though. That's good, though, because I had no. It's it could be yeah, bad. Yeah, I know. I am jealous. I had of no people guidance. like you that come in with no baggage, no preconceived notions, and it's a blank slate. Whereas, like, I really, the more I look back on it, like my up and like you know. Mother, well, you were also not a raised. Condemnation. That's right. what I'm saying. Well, I'm saying the more I look back on it, it resembles a cult. Yeah, but that you, I was raised in. Well, you were also raised in one of the most. You were raised in one of the most conservative Calvinist denominations in in Amer- yeah, in the American sure. church today. So, like you, like, and the thing is, the Presbyterian Church of America. I have friends who are PSA. I do not think they're a cult, but PSA can breed like. You have hardcore fundamentalists and and you know, that come and break off from there, and so like I I understand like the that's the thing is like I I hear what you're saying and especially like me I wasn't even raised I was not raised necessarily very very conservative as much as somebody who was raised in the P, in PSA but like I know my baggage and so to think of like how you were and I the episode you had with your dad of like how involved they were in the church like to know like at least get a little glimpse of like oh you probably would have been raised on more of the hardcore side and not a dig at that that's not no and it was yeah it, it wasn't even super hardcore it was just ex- what was your life right right you, you know it was, and that's it the just, thing is like sometimes oh, it, just, it just created this guilt right. and shame that is just unreal and it's still like i still like you know the questions i was having is like so does God, is there still such a thing as God's curse? Does God still punish me if I do, am I waiting on like making the wrong misstep and like therefore I'm being punished? It's like the more, right. 
I still... Well, one thing I, that recently, a few days ago, I was thinking of, and uh, I'd love to hear your guys' opinions on this, is like, the other day I was thinking of, I was like, who created evil? Because like, did God create evil? Or did we create that, evil and God was like, a, dang it. <laughs> like, that's what, that's what was it? I think that's the logical conclusion of determinism is that God has to be the author of evil, right? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, well, but and what is this? I don't know, because C.S. Lewis is like, there can't evil is the only thing that can exist on its own. It has to have good as a foil to therefore define what evil right, is. It's what the opposite is. of good. But so, then, like, yeah. But then it's like it, it still goes to like okay, well, and because like whenever people, even like with the Bible questions we did, you know, last month or whenever, is when it was like, well, you know, why do good things happen to bad people or why did bad things happen to good or you know whatever it is like uh then it's just like okay well like or why does god not stop evil things from happening it's kind of like well because human like if we read the book we see that humanity is the like god gives us good options there's never bad options that god gives us and we're always just like i hear i i like your a and b i'm gonna choose c and then like that that pretty shiny calf over there Right. Yeah. We did that like three times. We did the calf thing a, a lot. That's not yeah. just like a one thing in Moses. Da- uh, David or Solomon's son did it later. Like It was... Ugh, yeah, they nuts. did some gnarly, some gnarly stuff. Well, I still contend that like the only... The way I wrap my head around how any of this is is worth it is I have to start looking at reality and time <laughs> and like this has to be just a quark nanosecond blink of an eye yeah we're just experiencing in this long spaghetti stretched out can i say i, I don't know and, or it's like the the best possible worlds theory that like of all possible yeah. realities like this is this the, is our the best only one. one this is our best one yeah i want to say this that um the question is to why do good things happen to bad people or vice versa is is an to me, kind of like a non-issue because right. oh, we're not the judgment. We don't totally. judge good or bad. Yeah, I, we're just right. here to listen and follow instructions. And that's why that, I think that um, God gave us dominion over the animals and the ability to tame the animals to show us what it's like to have a relationship with the Creator. Which so is right. Brad saw Brad saw a dog the other day, and ever since then he's developed this uh, <laughs> called Brad's Dog Theology. Oh, and, well. Now, wait, Break it down. It. Yeah, it's it's. Oh. I mean, it's it's sound. Wait, did I? Is this real? No, did but I this is. This? I, no, I, I'm. I named it, but well, you okay. have been saying it. It's like so. What you'll do is you'll have these like, I don't have these epiphanies, and then like base his entire life around it for a good two or three months until the next yeah. one comes along. Well, one thing, like, let me. One thing that helped me was it's because we want to understand things. I want to understand things really, really badly. I mean, yeah. and so. And, and and I want a quest to understand that. And and um so one thing that really helped me kind of come to a knowledge of God, and I don't think this is really that that uh profound, but we're a living organism and we are comprised of trillions of individual independent living organisms. They live on us. They're a part of us. So I'm just as capable of understanding God and his, 
and, and his will or what is right and what is wrong as, right. as the cells on my body is capable of understanding my will or, or right. what's really going on. I mean, we're really that small. You know? Right. Oh, I agree. And so whenever when whenever I think about I mean, I don't want that to be like a scary thing. I mean, I think it's just it is what it is. You know, we don't get it because I mean, that's very... we can't totally get it. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. The, that. That's the thing is that's very like uh, in a way that's very similar to kind of like open theism uh, in the sense of like God, we like God limits God's self. Are you don't tell me you're you're an open theist. We literally talked about this last time I chatted with you, dude. I, I, I talk to thousands I, of celebrities a day. I can hardly remember. <laughs> Yeah. You talked to That's Jake like, Lutters no. one time. That's like the <laughs> biggest guy you got. I know Jake. He we does. Know. We went to high school together, man. He's, you went to high school with him? Yeah. Yeah. That's how I, that's, yeah. Like, I, Jake used yeah. to my band practice. Okay. It's dude, true, I, dude. I, I, I dispossessed. <laughs> yep. Jake, Jake, I, Jake, I'm, I'm calling you out right here, right now. I think I could beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> You're so strong. I'd be my friend. Uh, <laughs> Jake, but no, I, it's I challenge Jake to a guitar duo on, I, on the show. He doesn't, he doesn't I almost, guitar. It's not important. Okay, <laughs> it's, that's the point, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But like, no, like I would say, like I definitely fall more into the camp of like I see God as, I mean, I don't believe in like uh, God control. Like I don't believe in predestination. Like I, I would say I'm more free will. Yes. You know, like Ooh. I. I, I do believe in the sense of kind of like this uh, in the episode last week or that came out this week was I, I would fall under like I believe God is Alpha and Omega. So beginning and end. However, we have physical, actual proof that God can limit God's self and has limited God's self in order to interact with us uh, okay. in Jesus. Like that is real proof. Right. God can limit the knowledge of God's self in order to be with us and interact with us in a oh, way that is controlling. Yeah. You know, okay. you know what I'm saying? Like Jesus never, Jesus didn't come to coerce, right? Jesus didn't come to Lord over, but Jesus came to serve, you know? So it's like, Jesus didn't come to con like, if Jesus didn't come to control us and Jesus came to serve us, then we have to, at least understand that in some bit as there is a, a part of God that we know that can, that, that God would come to us and not be controlling of us. Yeah. It's all you see that. like, that, that's what I'm saying is like, we can at least see that. And I yeah, would say that I there's one, there is an example of it. Sure. And yes. it's kind of like, I would say uh, the most important example of that because it's, the cornerstone of our whole faith, which is Jesus Christ, the son of God and, and God in itself. So what do you, do you think about, um, you see how smugly he said that? Yeah. But he, Jesus Christ, the son of God. I'm also the son of God though. It says uh, that I, I believe in Jesus Christ. I'll be the, son oop, of God too. get him, get him. Uh, get him. Yeah. You know and that says no, that I do. Cause, cause like we're all God's children, but that's, that's also where it's like, uh, you know, like, your your grandparent like did your grandparents ever like call you my child like oh my child you know stuff like that like my grandma did because she was from Tennessee and so that was just like a thing for her mm -hmm. um, 
like it, it's it's definitely it's it's a thing of like like people like say like my child and, and I think that there is a significant part of love and and affection there uh I'm not disagreeing with that but it's different than like your mom actually calling you my child like there is something else there and I would say that when we look at us, we all have like the image of God, right? Imago Dei, we, we are, you know, we, we fall in that. So we have God's thumbprint on us. However, uh, it's very different because we like, I would, I will use the term, I, I will use the term for this, but like genetically Jesus is God and it is a different type of sonship and kinship when it comes to Christ than when it comes to us. Also, I would have to actually get into hermeneutics and all that stuff as far as, cause I, I wrote a paper on it at one point of like what it means. Cause like also the angels are called son of God, right? Uh, and the sons of God. But then you have Hebrews one where it talks about when did God ever call any of the angels, his son? Uh, he never did. Like, when did God ever say you are my son and I am your father to any of the angels? It never happened. Like, so you, you have also that where like, there is at some point God just straight up, like the Bible also telling us like, in case you actually ever thought you were even close to as important as Jesus when it comes to sonship, God has never actually called God has never actually called the even the angels even close to his children like the only one called son has been has, has been Jesus. Hmm. Well it's I mean I did uh, it says we have the power to become sons of God the power to become That's oh yeah that's I was going to tell you to bring up the God's power thing. Right. For him. You Brad, sorry. Well, what about God's power? Well, I don't know. You always. I said uh, I messed up. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I said I don't remember the stuff I say. It's so messed up. Really? Well, you were remember when you were talking about how you were trying to like tap into God's power and like there's this power. Is this ringing any bells? Oh well, I mean, I guess the best way. I I yes I I've said some crazy stuff man because <laughs> because I don't this is the thing and I think it's beautiful I know it's oh beautiful. yeah it's that I'm uh, I do accept guidance but mm-hmm. I'm very I mean when I started out it was just me and God and the right. Bible you know so yeah. like a lot of weird stuff came in and I wasn't a total blank slate so like you know Star Wars came in there so a lot of times I'll think like. Well, there's the light side and there's the dark side, you know, and there's power yeah. on both sides. And I've also right. felt like that in my walk as a Christian that I've had offers from the devil that I've that I've been totally. offered opportunities that were not of God in order mm-hmm. to. And, and, and that the more the stronger I get as a Christian, the more lucrative and juicy those offers yeah. become. Um, it, it's weird, you know. Well, and, also say does like, he, does he offer you like a six, six, six K? I would yeah. say at least when in kind of like talking of that, like there's like 100% legitimacy. Like, I mean, <clears throat> spiritual gifts, like obviously we have some power to like, we have some like spiritual power when it comes to spiritual gifts. And like, there are certain things in it that like I've seen, you know, like I've seen crazy stuff happen for sure. You know, like that I'm like, yo, there is no doubt in my mind that, that God can, 
give us, there is a spiritual power that can be given to us and is given to us freely. Like Bible states that if we ask for it, God will as much as God can provide, you know? So, but I think it's important. And I mean, I get like, also there's like, even what Jesus says is, you know, Jesus said, you'll do greater things than these, you know, like he makes it clear. Yeah, that's a truth. You're right. I'm doing like, I'm doing cool stuff. Like Jesus wasn't saying he wasn't, but you know, uh, he's, but you'll do greater things than these. Well, what does that mean? And then, but then it also kind of goes back to if we're called to be children or sons of God, whatever it is, I think it's still important to understand that those who said things like that, that when that was written, you have to look at, this is going to be a little bit more of the theology nerdy breakdown part of me. Like you have to be careful of that because, uh, you have to make sure you do a hermeneutic. You have to understand the context of when the verse was written. Who, why the who verse is this dude Herman? I don't know him. <laughs> why is he nude? Why is, is he nudix? Don't oh. shake your head at me. Yeah. I, I realize that lately I've been offering to the interviews like really shitty dad jokes, but continue. <laughs> Yo, I love that. Um, but like, you know, like you, you have to break. Cause the reality is you like, as you know, Brad, like, you don't have to be some hardcore theology, know everything, you know, know the original Hebrew and Greek to, to like read who God is. Like, you don't, you don't have to have that. And I'm not saying that everyone should, or that is, that it is even at all like makes your any more spiritual or that it makes uh, your salvation any more holy, uh, but it, I would say that it is important to at least know the history of it to understand how it was written, why it was written. Because to me, it's just straight up interesting and to understand that like when this was written, especially like Old Testament stuff and, and even New Testament stuff, we as human beings have to remember that like this was not written about me. Right. It can That's be written. Thing. Yeah. Eventually, I can look at it and say this was written for me to learn this is written to me in order to take things from it and understand it and try to really grasp god's love but the bible at no point was ever written about me that's why like i don't like when people take jeremiah 29 11 out of context you didn't recently just get taken over by babylon stop it how do you, like, how do you know you know could oh my, are you okay blink twice if babylon <laughs> is in the room with you <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we have to go. Yeah, so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you, you look over, you're like, oh no, everything's so, fine. Well, and yeah, so uh, there's a, there's an old Bronze Age sword that comes in. <laughs> that is a good point that you make about that the Bible is not written about me because there's definitely been times and I think that this is part of the dark side thing where um I've been spoken to in ways that I know aren't right. Like in like, you know, like the Charles Manson type of way where like I'm Jesus Christ or, um, you know, I'm just Manson kind of, look, these happen, you know, know. so like that's the type of stuff that you'll think, especially when you start getting a taste of the power of what, you know, of what is in the book. I mean, the the word is strong and just having the word 
is strong even if you're not a believer or you want to go the bad way. I mean, it's strong in general. I mean, so, I mean, people can use what they read in the Bible for bad. I mean, or you can oh, use... Oh, yeah. Do you remember I mean, when we were uh, tripping mushrooms and Jake Ross tried to convince me that, that, that I was God and you were like, Jake, quit fucking with him, dude, because I was really <laughs> like, stop it, stop it, like, blasphemy. I, I think that in some way you are God, but it's not that you are the God. Hey, man. It's hey, not man. that you are the God. I mean, it, it, it it's like maybe lowercase g. I don't know, dude, but like... I don't, I don't, because you're not supposed to say that type of stuff. Right. I think that as far as we understand reality, I think that the way I believe it is, and I don't think this is contrary to the Bible, is that we are all a part of the thing. And the thing is God, and God was there in the beginning, and God's there in the end, and he's everything. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's like, but I, you know, I don't really do understand. What do you think? So, what do y'all think about heaven? Or we'll call haven't it... you read the book, dude? Heaven is for real. Gosh. <laughs> oh yes. Is it with the number four? Yeah. Yep, obviously. And obviously. there's a Z actually at the end of real. It's heaven, heaven is, is for, for reals. Reals. Um, reals. <laughs> reals. I. I mean, heaven. I think is. Uh, yeah. Man, I don't know. Honestly, like I, I know that they're. I believe in an afterlife and I believe that there is something more, but like, would this life be worth it without an afterlife? Well, I mean, remember when I even asked you guys that question last time when I, it wasn't exactly the same thing, but I was like, if you were to find out definitive proof that Jesus Christ never existed, would you still be a Christian? You know, it's like, and, but it's almost like if there was no heaven, like if you'd look at like kind of ancient Jewish theology, like they didn't really believe in an afterlife either. Like there, there wasn't anything that happened after there, you know, it was, it was just that like, I need to be as good as I can here because the kingdom of God needs to be here more than I need to be here. Yeah, so man. It, that it is takes, so opposite of how I've lived my life. It is scary. Dude, it's opposite of the dude. American church. It's opposite yeah. of Christianity. Like that is to say, like, it is so hard for me like one thing that I constantly have to do is when I find somebody that disagrees with me, I have to say, I can no longer meet you on my theological like lines. You know, I can't say I'm progressive and you're conservative. And, and I feels like I got to remember, like we got to meet in the kingdom of heaven because the kingdom of heaven will live on without me, whether or not I'm here, the kingdom of heaven can work, whether or not I'm a Christian, the kingdom of heaven is so much bigger than I am as a person. Like the kingdom of heaven does not need me. So it goes into like now we're called to work as the kingdom of heaven because while it doesn't need me, God wants us to be workers of the kingdom of heaven. Like he like there is there is good work that can be done and it's needed and important. Um, so like I think the kingdom like the kingdom of God, you know, I do believe in an afterlife. What does it look like? Oh, yeah. Me too. I just want to try to bring it here. Like I want to bring, yeah. you know, I want to bring the kingdom here. And, and then if I get to see it and, and if I don't mm-hmm. get it, you know, if it's not brought here in my lifetime, like, you know, Moses never saw the promised land, but I know that he, he ended up getting to the yeah. promised land, you know, like 
God's promise of me bringing the kingdom or, or the kingdom being brought here might never happen in my lifetime, but I know that the kingdom will get here. I know that the kingdom is for me eventually. Well, and that's, uh, and that's, that's what's funny. That's like, that's essentially a, like what drug addicts do to a hundred percent of the, they've figured out a way to bring heaven to themselves. Yeah, it's just it's a perversion of the of the of the right, right. thing. That's right. classic Satan. Right. Class, you know, classic right. Satan. Classic Satan. Classic Satan. You can uh, laugh him off. It's easier to stomp him under your foot. You know. Amen. He, yeah. It's just. So, a, yo, I do. Okay, I just I thought of this like crazy demon story that I know, and it's nuts, and it involves laughing, and I'll tell you to you guys some other time. But <laughs> was it the laughing Indian? That is a common thing people see. No, it's it's a one that my friend act like my a pastor friend of mine. Uh, one time he met these like Wiccans, and he was like, "Yo, come to church." And no. they were like, oh. "No." And so so these he these he's like, "Yo, come to church," and uh, and they're like, "We will come to church if you come to our coven." And my guy just goes, "All right." Uh-oh. And he, so he goes, he goes to their coven. They're like in this back shed and he's like, I don't know what I've gotten myself into. And this is horrifying. And he's like, okay, well, you know, God, like, I believe in you. Like, I believe you're so much bigger than this situation. I know you are, you have to protect me. And he goes in and then eventually by the end of the night, the lady, the, this girl looks at him. He was a youth pastor at the time. This girl looks at him and he goes, and she goes, do you want to meet my demon? Huh. And he looks and he goes, yeah. Yeah, I would very much. And everyone kind of is like, well, like, what? Like, I can't believe he said yes because everyone else is like – and then everyone kind of starts laughing because they're like, oh, man, you're screwed. Like, you're in trouble. And so he walks up and and they take him inside. He starts walking up the stairs and he talks about how he goes, it was as if there was – it was as if like – weight like hot weights started getting put on his chest and every step he took he had to grip the hand railing a little bit tighter as he walked up to kind of pull himself up and then he walked into the girl's room and he goes to flick the light on because it's pitch black and the light was already on like it was already flipped up oh, and, and he's going like and he walks in and he sits down and the light turns on and all the blackness leaves and you see the girl, she like kind of like freaks out and she's like, what did you do? Like, he's gone. And my, my guy just goes, oh man, like I must have sat on your puny demon. Like, <laughs> you like, I must have sat on him because he's nothing to my God. And basically like the room literally like they all started laughing and he's like all the weight left. Everything left. Like it was as if it was gone. So he's like, well, that was weird. Few of them actually ended up, I think, getting saved. And like after, like kind of through, they they came to church. They followed up on their promise. So he ends up talking to a Catholic nun, kind of about what happened. And she goes, and she was saying, like through the exorcism process, like those who go through the exorcism process, that like demons are very vain. And like, I mean, you see that in Lucifer. Like Lucifer is very vain. And so, like when you laugh at a demon's expense, like they don't like being there, and so they'll leave. And so they're like, something you did must have really embarrassed the demon, basically. And so, like, that's like a crazy one that I know that was like, who? That yeah, Love. see, like, like <clears throat> I think that's part of, and I was talking to Brad about this. That's part of also the appeal 
of I'll call them for lack of a better term pagan religions is that that world is way more sensual and like feelings driven and you can like like I was telling Brad like when I was doing drugs and things the amount of times I had spiritual encounters that were like visceral and like Mm -hmm. premonitions it was a ton but like God is not like that. Yeah. When, in the when, same way. When you told me that she was going to bring him up to see his her demon, I was sure that she was going to get naked as soon I as was, he got too. I was. I thought this was going to end. I was on the edge of my seat. For <laughs> nice. I'm so wrong for that, you know? But the thing is, it's like I've been in those situations, oh, yeah. but I didn't have God. And I can right. tell you, I, I have a very, like, a similar story where, um, and I don't know if I should really go into it or not, but I love these types of stories because they're proof to me of something else is out there. And a lot of times, yeah. people, I needed that. And I think people do need to to, to hear about that stuff because we don't live, the, the, this is something that I, I find interesting, too, is that a lot of people seem to think that, okay, well, the time of miracles is gone and we don't live in that world anymore, and we don't get to see demons, and we don't get to see miracles, or if we do, they're not like real miracles. But I believe that if God told me to jump off the roof and fly to the heavens, that I would call you guys and let you know, because I was going to be out there flying to the heavens. You know, it, it right. could happen, you know? Yeah, and I, I, do too. And I think America is just... I think America specifically is very... And you'll find it more in... I think America is very stilted. And like uh, callous, and I think like well, and the Bible talks about different geographic regions being governed by different powers and principalities or whatever. But like, it seems like the more third world you get, the more back to spiritual you get. Yeah, and like you even look at like, okay, well, what did you you know when Jesus said like, I hope you like you need to keep a faith like a child, right? And so it's like, well, when I think of that, I also think of like the spirituality of a child, like. Is it it's easier for a kid to read, you know, the Chronicles of Narnia or Harry Potter and for them to be engrossed in that world without saying this is obviously fake. Whereas like for me now, I can read Narnia or I can read, uh, you know, Harry Potter, blah, 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 whatever. I can read that. I'm like, man, that's a cool story. Oh, you know, like that. You, remember, you remember that book, Jeremy Thatcher, Dragon Hatcher? Did no. you also read that in, in middle school? No, dude, that? I. I grew up in like a, in like a like a real state, with like a real oh, education. System. Whatever, dude. Irmo High was a blue ribbon school. All right. South Carolina. I was an FFA, dude. So don't even. We have impeccable city planning in, in Columbia, South Carolina. The the, the, best. <laughs> the best. The best. The best. There's no. Uh, of that white flight. Amen. <laughs> uh, None of that. Uh, no, yeah, that's. The, the, a... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's one thing I did want to say though. Um, when it no. talks about, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, when it talks, one thing that really I really like the story of doubting Thomas in the Bible because that's not one of my favorite ones. One one of the things that happens is so all the all the disciples they they believe and 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 Thomas is like nah man nah I need some proof you know what I mean right. and so Jesus appears to him and he's like yo feel my fingertips and you know you do right. your thing man and and, he, and then he says blessed are those what he says blessed are you because you believe but yeah. and i'm paraphrasing but then he says 
Blessed are those who believe and yet have not seen. But but they're more blessed because they they believed and they didn't see. But I always related to Thomas in that situation where I felt like God showed me more proof because Mm -hmm. because I don't know. I just felt like that was something that was given to me as a gift because um, now and 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 because of that gift, it it gives me the motivation to to try and show that to other people and share those experiences with other people. But I I feel like there are people there are people like Thomas, and then there's people like the rest of the disciples where they they they've always they've just been there are people who were saved when they were six years old, you know, right. and it's hard. For for me, I mean, I love those people. I love talking with those. Oh yeah, people. that would but be it, me technically. But it's hard for me oh, to Jay, make it all about you, God. Well, you know, <laughs> selfish. And well, it is your podcast. Like I get it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I I just felt like those spiritual experiences, and 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 I really felt like that was specifically okay. me that they were talking about. But a lot of people will say, um, no. He's not talking about any of us because we've never seen Jesus. But and, right. and but but we I don't know, man. I feel like he showed himself to me in a way that wasn't Yeah. You know, and so and I don't do. I mean, you, know? you honestly like honestly, if I have any doubts that Christianity is real, like you, Brad, should be my undeniable proof of like God's existence, like for real. And like my my thing because, is like because you were so lost. <laughs> I think Shut like up, Eric, go back to bed. I was swimming through the trees, man. Well, know. like that's like my a big thing for for me is like the re, again like the, I would say I will do a thing where I like super like logic myself out and like logic myself right into doubt and being like, man, I read all this stuff in the Bible and like I'm a very like just like when it comes to like biblical scholarship, I just like love it. And so like, I'll get into it. And sometimes like that, like blows my own mind. And then I'm like, well, how blah, 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 blah. And you know, open theism, this, or this, this, and this, and what do I believe in hell and all this. And then it's like, I get in these points of doubt. And then it's like, sometimes like, and Thomas proves to you that like, when you say Jesus, I need proof. It's not doing the same thing as like, cause I know people who are like, well, I don't want to ask God for proof because, uh, in the Bible, or like when Jesus is being tempted, it says, don't, don't test, test God. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. He's talking about a physical activity. Like literally the devil was like, jump off this, jump off this thing right now and see if God will catch you. And Jesus is like, I'm not going to test God. And then literally later in the Bible, Thomas proves that that's not the same thing. Like Thomas goes, Jesus, I need yourself. I need you to prove yourself to me. Did like I need it. This is so and stupid. Like, but but you know like people get caught up on that on the two stories they're like oh, I don't know what to do and it's like just no, ask I, I, totally, I, I was in I was oh in, I was in that camp for a long no, time no no I was saying like four years ago I was in the shower and I was just like this I literally I was like I was like Jesus shut up <laughs> shake go on I don't know what it I is in the yeah, shower I, I had a good lather going. Uh, soap Amen. suds were everywhere. Did you rinse or repeat, dude? <laughs> oh my! I, I like the instructions said. No, but I was just like, I was like, Jesus, if you're, I need you to like, are you really God? And like, I straight up, I just immediately I heard this, yes, and I was like, oh, yo, 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? And then, of course, immediately I was like, but did I say that? Did I yeah. think that? But it was well, a, this like... immediate. Others just, yes. And I was like, oh. Yeah, as soon okay. as the miracle happens, the disciples forgot immediately. Right, dude. Yeah. Right. Because we're just plagued with Because I'm in this stupid flesh sack. Yeah. Right. Called Don't a body. Ugh. But, like, no, like, when I, I remember when I was in the fifth grade. I was in the fifth grade. I was sitting in my parents' room watching TV, and I was just, like, I, I remember, like, my dad was at a church event or something like that, and I was, like, I really love going to church with my dad, like, you know, and, you know, like, I love what he does as a pastor and all this stuff, and I remember being, like, man, I was just, like, God, should I be a pastor? And or I was like, God, what should I do? And I just remember, I again, the almost the exact same thing, audibly from the bathroom again. So maybe there's just a weird bathroom thing. Like from my parents' bathroom, I heard a you like you will be a pastor, and I I literally got up, walked into the bathroom, walked out, yelled downstairs, and I was like, Hey, Kaylee, is anyone over here? And my sister was like, No. And I was like. Cool, 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 cool. cool, cool. No, no reason. Same. And that's what. <laughs> and what's funny is like working now in the mental health field. It's like we right. would call that schizoaffective. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My boy is on like mad medication for that. I, so I do want to know. So our our, uh, our our good buddy Eric is in the room with Brad. I do want to know. So Eric, after hearing this, are you now a Christian? Finally. Is he talking to me? Yeah. No, the other fucking Eric. <laughs> this is... I'm Catholic, man. You know this. So he said I'm he's Catholic. Catholic. That is the Louisiana answer of choice. Of course, I'm Catholic. Uh, he's still. Have, have you caught up on your tithes, bro? I'm not are you Are you up to date on those? I'm on what? On your tithes. Have you been tithed recently? Actually, I, I'm, I love I, Catholics because I love their I love confession. I love I, confession. I, I think it's missing, and I think that's one of the big things. And yes, thank yes, you. There, yeah, that. that's true. That's one of the huge parts of the program, and actually something that my church started doing is a discipleship program where you'll mm-hmm. assign somebody um, who's new to the church, a you know someone who's going to teach them a, accountability buddy. <laughs> yeah, they they work through a book and that teaches them how to live as a Christian, and and it, it's it's like. You have to create an environment where it's okay to talk about things. I mean, maybe there should be a group where people get in together and they just start right, saying right. their dark secrets, you know, because well, that's, that's important to bring those that's things. Like, that's the thing that, as you said, like, I, I think the, especially evangelical culture is missing, like, because you have confession in the Catholic Church, you have confession, and then you also have confession in the... Anglican and Episcopal Church and the like kind of lightly in the Lutheran Church as well. But I think like kind of what I was saying at the beginning is like it is very different to say I have sinned than to tell you my sins. And when it comes to telling you your sins, yeah, it's hard. It kind of makes people uncomfortable. But in the end, when you have somebody who hears it, it it, you are always more free. You are yeah. always like I, I truly believe like you are always more open to God. You have more room in your heart for it. Like there is so much more that is opened up to you. But at the time, it's like the hardest thing in the world to right. actually confess what your sins are. Yeah, mm-hmm. this podcast is, is a perfect example of just yeah r- rigorous honesty as they talk about it in, in, in the 
Actually, in yeah. AA. Well, and uh, and our secret uh, Patreon page. Uh, everyone sign up for Patreon. Give to them. Uh, Patreon slash uh, Church of the, the Drugs. Church of the Drugs. Um, give to them because uh, it's basically confession every single day, and it, we definitely haven't not talked for like four weeks on it, but that's fine. Cannon uh, uh, posted today, actually. Oh, you're right. Thanks, Cannon. Yeah, my man. My boy, Cannon. Um. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, congratulations on getting engaged. I, I had planned on um so I had planned on me and Brad letting you know that you know seventy two percent of marriages end in uh in murder, um, in murder. Yeah, divorce is out. Murder is in. Wait, so what you're saying is there's a chance that there it's a high chance that two out of the three of us will be murdered. No, because yes. it's actually going to be one in six because is two people involved in marriages. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, <laughs> look at the big brain here. on Brad. <laughs> I got, I, you know, the Bible, I got a degree in the Bible. There's one book called Numbers, and there aren't even that many of them in there. So, like, <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you. Nice. No, so, so as, as we're wrapping this up, I want to know what were you trying to talk, Mr. I was just saying no? that once you get married, you need to start making those babies. That's, yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah, that's no, not true. You need to have. I know contraceptive, I contraceptives are not of the Lord. That's nope. not true either. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta. I look. I'm if, just. If, if God wanted you to use condoms, you would grow them naturally. That's, that's right. Not yeah. true at all. <laughs> we that, need to make as many babies as possible. Yep. This is the quickest way to spread the gospel. All right. We got to. And remember, remember, she's gonna have one baby, and then she's gonna get real crazy. But then yeah. you just gotta. Put another baby in her immediately. Another baby in her immediately. And that's just... That's there, is, there is no connection between the gospel and babies. There's connection between babies and the literal making of a nation in the Old Testament. There is never once mentioned anything about being fruitful and multiplying with the gospel. If we... Which one's I'm that saying, one? If we just all... check to see which one that one was. No, my he was pooping. He looked at his making sure he was his my ferret... <laughs> Uh, I'm making Dude. sure his, his booty is clean. Oh my gosh, that's disgusting! Is it true that ferrets smell bad all the time? Because I've heard that they've got uh, they've, they, they've got a musk. I think they smell awesome. I got used to it. They they just have a See, musk. It's this it's, is it's a, like perfect... a yeah, but you're a heroin addict. So what can I trust in you? <laughs> oh, ouch! Got him! Ouch. Got him! So as I was saying, <laughs> as we were closing up, I want to know what is the prayer life like the prayer and quiet time life like of a pastor a so-called <laughs> man of the cloth before we answer this before i forget i just wanted to say that this goes back to the um the god given us dominion over the animals okay yeah. so you were just looking at your ferret's butt to make sure it was clean yeah. that's okay. you're god in that situation and the Amen. ferret is you you know what i'm saying that's so, what he does for you bro He's looking at your butt. Make sure your butt's clean. Oh, that's true. It's out here pooping all over everything. But it's okay because you have the grace. You know what I mean? It's it's so it's, so anyway. I just wanted to say. All right, that. Yeah. Okay. I, your 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 theory is sound. It's not a theory. But. I. It's not a theory. It's. I mean, it's biblical, dude. That's yeah, right. you know, like dominion, man. Um. Yeah, I would say. For me, one thing I had to do, it, it was it was funny as far as like 
I used to be, I, I came from an evangelical upbringing. Like I was a, I went to a huge mega church. My, my dad was a, one of the pastors on staff. Like I grew up in that. And then it took me going to college and kind of at least a little bit becoming more of a, on the biblical academic side of things. Uh, but from that I became, uh, and I kind of started doing, being doubtful and kind of like using logic and, and like almost like logicking myself out of like God or whatever. And that's when I realized like one thing I really love, uh, again, kind of going back to even like the Catholic church and like Catholic confession, like I really love deep Christian tradition. Like I, I love sitting in an old school church. I love the robes that like some Methodists wear. I love the fact of like wearing a collar. I love, uh, it, it took me kind of going back and like, I read daily from the common, the book of common prayer because I love reading prayers that we as Christians have Ooh, been saying. I need, to, I need to get that. Uh, we as Christians have been saying for, you know, two centuries now, like I love that I, I get into stuff like that because to me, I find it, um, I, I, I figured out that, uh, your Christian faith, uh, kind of like with what Brad was saying in devotion and prayer is very important to have a personal faith. But as far as a Christian faith, we're almost told never do it alone. Like, and I, I you know, I think maybe that's like, you know, I think that that's oh, the thing yeah. that comes with being like, being you know with you guys with aa and and being addicts is like as you said like really like you don't want to be alone in that like people you want people to support you and give you structure and like that's also the basis for christianity like acts 2 it talks about they sold everything they lived together and they helped those of themselves who needed help like they helped each other out like my christian faith comes from the fact that like when I read the Book of Common Prayer, I do have a great personal life with Jesus, but my true Christian faith comes out when I'm sitting on a Monday night with my guys' small group where we all come from different backgrounds. And I'm like, oh, this right here, like, this is my devotion. This, like, for me, sitting with nine guys is my quiet time. That's my personal prayer time with Christ because that is the body of Christ working. And the real, true Christianity to me, like your faith is your own, but your faith and your works like cannot be done to the specifications of the church without the church. Like Oof. we're the bride and stuff like that. You know, like that's not, that isn't in there just to like get us to attend church. Like you have to go like that stuff is in there because our com faith community is so deeply important to our own spirituality. That's good. That kind so of, that's what it, I do. That's yeah. <laughs> That's kind of mind blowing to me because I'm very, I will beat myself up about not spending enough quiet time with God. And it's almost like, I, I like, I forget that. So I believe that I guess God is pleased when I'm able to just like live and just watch me like live. Well, like Jesus, Jesus, every now and then. It doesn't talk about how Jesus's personal spiritual prayer life was other than when it really talks about like Jesus walked away from the disciples to go pray. He would always come back. The community was always where he was like, listen, I need to go pray to my father. Like I need to go talk to God right now. It's okay to have those moments where you're like, I need to have my personal conversation, obviously, but our faith is not bound in our personal 
like in our per- it is personal but it's bound in our community as christians like as all believers we have to focus on that like that is to me at least that is where real true devotion comes from hmm. i love all right then amen i like it a lot i think this was great i had a really good time I did too. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to be a full. We just jumped around so much that I feel like whoever nah, listens a, to this, it's going to be a full episode. It is. You, I was going to think you're going to do a bonus with this one, maybe, because nope. um, we're nope. just nuts. Uh, no, I, I, I like I. I love having conversations like this because, like, honestly, again, like I think all three of us, are like, I don't know what this is about to be because I don't really know what it's about to be. But I was like, man, like Brad, like I loved so much of the stuff you said because I was just like. There was some stuff that I was like, yeah, man, yeah, I, I'm tracking. There's other stuff where I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. But that's why I texted Jed. I was like, yo, I want to talk to you because that right there opens up so much more of me being like, oh, no, dude, you like, yep. I like, you know, like I think you and I are way more on the same page, but I wasn't able to converse with you while you were talking about it. You know, like yeah. it just opens up so much more. And I think that like that's so much of an issue with Christians today is if anyone's the minute you hear something that is disagreeable with your faith it's just like you're just like screw you i hate you you're wrong and i hope you die and burn in the hell that i believe exists and then the other person's like whoa dude enjoy spending eternity with rob bell and oprah i'm starting my own church and you're not gonna be my church yeah (laughs) Yeah. right like my you know that theology that i created right now that's the right one everyone else has been getting wrong and my name's charles manson you know that's Sometimes it's just a difference of like the way that we define the specific words. And and also I think that we're trying to talk about something that is by definition, I mean, we can't even understand it and our language is already flawed. So to try and like, you know, say what it is, I mean, is is hard, you know? Yeah, it is. Uh, Jed, I just thought of this. Uh, If you're ever running low on bonus episodes, I'll just start like... I'll just like start like sending you my sermons. I'll just, <laughs> Do I'll just, you I know, I just, I, I am interested to hear one of them. And then, and then we're, yeah, do it, do it. I'll and then I will you. mock them in video format, line Thank for you. line. I, live, I'll, I'll, yo, I will live stream <laughs> heckle you. Live stream them on our Facebook page. This is why. Just roast me. That's good. Oh, Mystery man. Science Theater. Amen. <laughs> That's bad.